Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and personal development educator here, and you're listening to episode 109 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to help us improve our personal and business relationships. So welcome to episode 109 entitled Misconceptions Regarding Abuse Dynamics. I thought I'd... um, visit again this challenging uh, topic of uh, domestic violence and domestic abuse with um, a few of what seem to be the misconceptions that that sometimes inadvertently justify and sustain and allow abuse dynamics to continue. Um, So I thought I would look at some of the work here. Uh, This particular episode is very much influenced by... um, Lundy Bancroft, for one, um, and his exceptional book, uh, Why Does He Do That? Um, I certainly would thoroughly recommend that book to you if you are concerned about the kinds of dynamics that are playing out in your relationship. Um, But there are also other brilliant contributors, uh, Pete Walker and his work on complex PTSD, um, Susan Brewster, uh, exceptional author, Dr. David Snarch is uh, also another fantastic resource, and I could spend the entire episode just talking about um, people well worth exploring. But let's get back to um, the topic at hand. What are some of the misconceptions around uh, abuse dynamics? I I think one of the first ones that um, is worth kind of noting is um, the idea that, um, you know, my partner has anger issues. Um, Well, if your partner displays uh, what we would consider normal, or in a normal range of um, uh, anger management, uh, communication and conflict resolution skills in the context of their professional life and with uh, seemingly everyone else but you, then you know it's not anger issues. Someone with genuine, let's say, antisocial personality disorder or genuine rage and anger issues these people are going to get into a fight anywhere they go. Um, So if the dynamic is only happening with you, no, I would disagree uh, with that summation because, oh, well, they've got anger issues, so what what can you do? No, this this can be a part of the uh, control and power dynamic and knowing that they can get away with that behavior. And and I want to certainly say, too, around some of the misunderstandings and misconceptions. This is very common across the board. Um, This is an area that's still relatively new, um, and it has nothing to do with your intelligence, and we can be very easily sucked in and confused, especially when we're talking about dynamics around people we really, really love, and we just want the best, or what we saw when we first got into our relationship was this amazing experience with this amazing person, and now where has that all gone? And we're, you know, we're, we're hoping against hope that, that we're going to get back to that. Um, but if, um, 
their anger only seems to be directed at you, then you you know this is more an abuse-based tactic and not not anger issues. Um, that also leads on to the idea, and, I, and you know, sometimes when I talk to people, they talk about, well, my partner just absolutely loses control. Um, yes, it can appear like that, but how far do they actually go? They generally, there is a small percentage of, of abusers who truly um, have mental issues, uh, you, you know, uh, maybe have narcissistic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, these kinds of extremes, but they are not actually the bulk of um, domestic abusers. And, and, you know, there is research around to show that, um, that that's the case. You know, there's only a, very, a, a fairly small percentage. I think one of the pieces of research I saw that people with narcissistic personality disorder, for example, might be as high as 6% in the population. And I think depending on things like sociopaths and psychopaths and, and those um, kinds of character disordered personality uh, dysfunctions that, that go under the, the broad category of antisocial personality disorder. I mean, we're still fairly new, it would appear, in the research and understanding of this kind of way to approach the world. Um, but again, th that's only really considered to be one or two percent of the population. And, and unfortunately, domestic violence and abusive dynamics are far more common if we're looking, I'm talking, um, uh, you know, this this podcast series is filmed in, uh, filmed, well, that sorry, that's the YouTube, uh, but the, the podcast is uh, recorded uh, in Australia, and I think uh, it's about one in four women in particular um, who will experience uh, some form of abusive dynamic throughout the course of their life, and I think most people I talk to know somebody or suspect somebody who's in a dynamic that's uh, uh, far from healthy. So it's way too prevalent <clears throat> to, um, to be considered a mental dysfunction alone or, you know, although that for some that may be a factor. Um, but as I say, if we're talking, let's say, for example, if we're on this theme, we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder where the person seems to be incredibly grandiose, incredibly self-entitled, um, you, you know, there's processes where, you know, they're very particular about how they want their narcissistic supply of appreciation, they're hyper-controlling. Um, if I've got grandiosity, entitlement issues, I have trouble seeing the, the, the less adequate sides of myself, I'm always the best thing since sliced bread. If I truly have an NPD, uh, narcissistic personality disorder, then I'm going to have trouble with that, dynamics, uh, that dynamic across all areas of my life. If I just have a sense of entitlement in my personal, my romantic relationship, then what you're going to find is, you know, that sense of entitlement, grandiosity, um, and power and control sort of stuff, unfortunately only happens with you. doesn't seem to happen with anyone else. So, um, you know, the chances, mostly the chances that this is... Uh, you know, somebody with a mental disorder, it's it's just as likely that, you know, you just, you, you have it, I won't say you just have an abuser, um, but, but it's someone who's running abuse dynamics as part of how they take control <clears throat> and, and, and power in, in their romantic relationship. Um, and, uh, again, it's that same kind of process where we say, well, my partner has poor communication skills that's the issue. But you notice 
that they are exceptional at impression management and to the wider world looking like they're the great person and and you know people will come up to you and go wow aren't you lucky to be with this person so do they have great communicate do they have poor communication skills i i would argue no they don't um you might say okay well my my you know um, all, all that might be fair enough uh, but I'm with someone with addiction issues, and, and it's the addiction that makes them abusive. Uh, again, um, sorry, to I, I would suggest, and some of the research that I've been looking at would suggest, you know, plenty of people drink excessively, plenty of people take drugs excessively and aren't violent. Um, and if you are under the illusion that all my partner needs to do is get sober and the violence and the abuse and the belittlement will stop, um, that is customarily not the case and in some cases the abuse dynamic gets worse and I've certainly heard of some abusers who already have planned what they're going to do to their partner and then will go out and drink or take drugs so that they've got a plausible deniability in their mind to go oh I'm sorry that would never have happened um, if, if you know I was drunk that that's my excuse so somebody who has abuse-based issues, has warped thinking around uh, relational dynamics, well, what that effectively means is um, uh, they, they, you know, it's not enough to be in a 12-step program or being treated for an addiction. You also have to um, be in a treatment program for, for abuse-based dynamics. Um, and maybe we might say that the other thing that's running for them is, well, it's their wounds and their trauma. Um, I, I would suggest that people who've been through genuine childhood trauma or trauma at any stage of their life, um, wouldn't that make us more sensitive um, to um, how we treat others because we know how horrendous it can be for us. Um, and there are plenty of people who've experienced uh, profound trauma who are never violent to other people. Um, so... Um, and, and again, you know, if you're with somebody who the dynamic, you know, which sometimes adds to the confusion is things are great for a while and then that other side of them comes out, you know, it's very, very possible. And that's what sometimes is so confusing to people is, you know, our, our abuser is not per se um, entirely a monster. They have, they have really great aspects of themselves. They have really redeeming features, they can spend periods of time where they're hyper charming and then there's that other side of them that comes out. Um, and this can be very, very confusing and also lead lead into it where we 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 our hope is re-triggered, especially if they're very good with their apology strategy. Uh, you know, they beg, they plead, no, no, this is the last time, it will never happen again. Um, I, I'm very dubious of empty promises, um, especially if you've been through it a few times, um, <clears throat> or they avoid being held to account by you by going, well, there's nothing you could say that could make me feel any worse than I do, and they slink off. Um, sometimes that period of remorse that they experience is not actually about um, what they've done to you, it's about that they may have slipped their cover off. Uh, you know, oh, I may have gone too far there, um, uh, you know, rather than a genuine remorse for you. It's more, uh, you know, how might this make me look bad? That's what I feel sorry about, not actually what I did to you. Um, 
And But if I look sorrowful enough, if I, you know, make enough of a show of it, well, you're going to feel sorry for me and you won't come after me. You won't, you won't uh, call me to account. Um, like I said, if I'm very good at impression management, then I'm, I'm going to be, um, you know, I'm only, I'm going to be making sure that I'm very, very calculated around, uh, you'll get to see my worst, but everyone else gets to see me at my best. And that's why I argue I don't think this is actually, for many abusers, they've actually got quite, um, quite effective communication skills. Um, and uh, again, if we're talking about the idea that, um, well, the, the other issue that sometimes comes up is, is the idea around violence um, and, and how, what we categorise as violence, you know, you know and especially um, if abusers are physically violent, they have a tendency to go towards the minimisation strategy. Well, I only hit you once, um, I slapped you, I didn't punch you. Um, so there's this um, setting up their action with something that they perceive to be worse. Um, and if we fall into that category, which sometimes people do, oh, well, you know, my partner blocked my, uh, you know, stopped me from leaving the room, but they didn't actually put their hands on me. Um, uh, you know, um, when we when we're kind of categorizing violence, I think anything that makes you fear for your safety, whether a person physically puts their hands on you or even if it's just symbolic violence, they verbally threaten you or maybe they make a, a, a threatening gesture, waving a fist in the air or kind of a, 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 a fake out kind of lunge towards you or they, they step in and crowd your space, um, they restrict your ability to move, um, uh, you, you know, pushing, shoving, um, choking, punching, kicking, you know, there, there, there's lots of categories here. It's not just uh, being punched and kicked or head-butted. You, you know, I, I would be equally as concerned, certainly as a, uh, you know, even as a, wow, this, is, this might be the beginning, that anything that makes you feel, feel, feel uh, a genuine fear for your safety and um, must be considered to be, um, you know, you've got to give that due weight and due importance. And I, I can't tell people, um, I, I know what my uh, boundaries would be um, relative to that, but that's, I, you know, that's, it's easier said than done when you're in it and especially when you do love the person. Um, but, but it's being very careful not to, just kind of try to justify away or dismiss, and especially when they're helping you. Look, look, it was nothing really. I only pushed you once. I didn't push you very hard. Um, and sometimes what people tend to say to themselves is, well, if it gets worse, then I'll leave. Um, but it, the pattern tends to be that the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave, not actually the 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 the, e the easier to leave. Um, you know, it becomes like quicksand where, you know, the, the violence can escalate or it escalates over a period of time. Um, and by then you're you're in too deep. Um, either you you know your financial resources aren't there anymore. You're emotionally drained and exhausted. Your thinking isn't as clear as it could be. Now I have kids with this person, um, and you know if we see something that's that's unsatisfactory and makes us trigger fear, is it you know the ideal is we set a boundary very very clearly. And whether that's you know I will not tolerate that. I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, go to my friends for a week and, and you think about that. And if I ever see that again, um, and again, where we have to be very, very careful is when we, 
if we are kind of threatening um, in in that kind of sense, um, we have to be. You, you certainly don't set boundaries without, especially in dynamics where we perceive it, it can be abusive. Um, we're not making idle threats. We're not setting idle boundaries. We really are what we what we have to be prepared that if we we draw a line in the sand, um, we we have to hold to that um, because. You know, if people already have a sense and they're fishing around for what they can get away with in relationship, then um, if we let them off the hook, and, and this is in no way, I don't want to say this is blame, this is not, not your fault, even if you try to set a boundary and you can't hold it. Um, we're talking about people behaving extremely uh, poorly um, be, because of the, what they think and believe about relationships and what they think and believe relationships entitle them to. Um, so again, this is not a feelings issue. Lundy Bancroft tends to think of this more as, you know, what we're talking about here is, um, you, you know, this is about warped thinking, um, not about, um, you, you know, feelings issues, um, but rather what I think I'm entitled to and what I think is okay behavior for me. Um, and that that you know that means that I can certainly run double standard too quite comfortably. You know what what is what I'm allowed to do compared to what you're allowed to do. Well, that's 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 a different kettle of fish. But I'm, but you know if there's a degree of possessiveness, like I said, entitlement, control, um, and one of my methods for that is is to be verbally and physically abusive in order to make you easier to uh, control and keep me in the one-up position and and and, and um, in the power position and then I'm I'm doing the best I can to control how you think about that or take your attention away from what I actually did um, and snow you with justifications um, as to why you know what I did was you know might not have been great but it could have been worse or it was your fault that I did it, um, uh, you know, then, you know, well, you made me so angry. So what was I going to do? Well, um, plenty of people get angry and don't lash out physically or try to restrain people or, you know, um, there are healthy ways to deal with anger and rage um, and within set boundaries of behavior. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not big on that excuse. Well, you know, you and if, if people do feel that they've got that worked up, well, that's their responsibility to step away um, rather than, you know, put that on, on, on the other person. So um, there's quite a bit else that I could probably say about um, some of the misconceptions. Um, you know, one probably that's worth mentioning just before we wind up, because I re reckon this is probably a pretty heavy episode. And if you've stuck through through it, then you know, I, you know, I, I thank you. And if there's anything you're really concerned about, then you know, this has brought something up for you. Then please, you know, seek support um, for, for for that, um, or you know, um, seek more education around how to kind of understand this more and support yourself and keep yourself safe because that that is so important um that we that we do that and you know sometimes the other old chestnut that they use as well I sh it was self-defense um you, you know i was just just responding to your violence towards me but you'll often find that it's actually not self-defense you know self self-defense is is where we apply enough force or a course of action to just stop 
the behavior that's coming towards us. Uh, mostly what you find is, you know, maybe, um, I mean, I'm, I'm using a gender-specific example here, but maybe, you know, the abusee slapped the abuser, um, and that ain't great. Um, but, you know, the abuser then punched them three times in the face, um, claiming self-defense. Um, it's not an even exchange. It's That's retribution. That's not self-defense. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm punishing you for your behavior, but I'm going to claim that that's self-defense. Um, so we, we, we have to watch the kind of retribution-based uh, retaliations um, because that can be another way in which people justify extremely poor um, behavior. So, I, I you know, it's, it's a tough episode. Um, there's plenty more we could say about this, but I feel like, you know, that's probably going to do us for this particular episode. Um, I think the idea behind this is, like I said, the, you know, the more clarity we have, especially in very complex and, and tricky dynamics, the more likely that we are to be able to respond in a in an effect effective way um, and also what it helps you to do is if you're with friends or family who are in uh, abusive dynamics then ideally you're better able to support them because you can help to bring clarity to their experience too um, so there you go I, I you know I, I hope that um, the episode helps in in some way. Um, it's it's a, certainly a very a topic that I'm uh, very passionate about, um, and it can be a tragic experience when you know the place where we go to be loved and cherished the most is the place where we experience um, violence and fear. Um, and uh, I you know I, I that's that's tough. Um, and I think the more as a society and a culture we have awareness around this, um, the, the less likely it is that this is going to be able to be something that um, can be pervasive and sustained. So anyway, there we go. Uh, like I said, thank you. Thank you for listening along. Um, as always, if you've been with the show for some period of time or right the way through, my profoundest gratitude to you for, for listening. Really grateful. Um, if you've just joined us, welcome. Heavy episode to to uh, to join this, the, uh, the program and the series on. But welcome if you found it helpful um and you want to continue to support the show please go to itunes download subscribe and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find um and also please um, share the material um if you've uh, if you think there's somebody who might benefit from from uh, listening to it um also, uh, the podcast series is available on Stitcher and Podbean and at the website emergencetraining.com.au. Uh, by all means, drop by the website, check us out. All the episodes are there, um, the previous 108, um, and I tend to range around a lot of topics around human dynamics, both in personal and business life. So, you know, there's a lot of resource there if you want to kind of use it. And by all means, check us out uh, on YouTube, um, Sean Healy, the Relationship Resourcing Series on YouTube. Um, again, similar topics, just um, on that format. And I also do one-to-one -one, uh, consulting and public and um, in-house trainings for, for, for people and businesses on 
you know, having better quality relationships, more harmonious and more um, productive experiences, both with ourselves and with other human beings. So thanks very much. Um, like I said, heavy episode. Thank you for sticking with it. Um, and if it's brought some stuff up for you, um, you know, please, you know, do your self-care. Um, we, are, we are precious and we need to keep ourselves uh, preserved, maintained and cared for. Um, but apart from that, um, thank you. Um, and until the next episode, bye for now.